two and a half years after we was free. Bruh. They got an extra two and a half hours. The, look, President <laughs> Lincoln actually issued the Emancipation Proclamation in 18... September of 1862. Yeah, and it became effective uh, January of 63, right? Yeah, 1863. But we ain't get it to June 1965. Say, man. I got an extra two Say, and a half. Man. I need that two and a half back, I man. Need, we need that. We, we need, need that two, two and, and a half, half vacation, back. man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need that extra two and a half years of yeah. free labor back, Jack. What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast. My name is Corey Paul, rapper, creative, and entrepreneur. And I'm Jamarcus Traham, a.k.a. Jay with the NBA, investor and teacher. Hey, man, we grew up in a neighborhood with like a 40% dropout rate and didn't read a book until we was grown men. But once we did, it changed our lives. So now we breaking down books to build up culture. We are the Literacy Kings. Now, reading... Fundamental. What up, what up? This is the Literacy Kings podcast, man. We're back with another episode, season three, uh, episode six, Black Wall Street. This is the Renaissance. Uh, last week we did the regeneration. Before that, it was the riot, and before that, it was the roots. So if you haven't uh, checked them out before you listen to this one, go ahead and go back to the beginning uh, of the season and check it out um, because. It's amazing, absolutely amazing, man. So today we're gonna to talk about the Renaissance. Renaissance is the history that lives on. It's the heart. It's the soul. It's the um, the cultural um, center in in Tulsa, Oklahoma, that embodies Black uh, Black Wall Street. But before we jump into the episode, Jake, how you feeling, baby? I'm feeling good, man. Um, about this Renaissance, about this book in general. Yeah. Um, the Renaissance. Uh, talks more about uh the spirit mm-hmm. of our of our mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying keeping that spirit alive man so yeah. uh man let's just get into it man let's get yeah. into the renaissance yeah yeah and so um so today will be our last episode too man this is the ending of uh the black wall street book so we hit on the renaissance and then just kind of our final thoughts uh for today so the renaissance um it's so it's it's it can be surrounded by the the cultural center the greenwood um cultural center uh in tulsa that kind of embodies the um the heart and uh the greenwood cultural center it focuses on african-american uh history and uh cultural and culture and seeks to enhance race relations so under the umbrella of the Greenwood uh, mm-hmm. Cultural Center is the North Tulsa Heritage Foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the uh, BI, um, what is it? BIDC. Mm-hmm. Business which, and Industrial Developmental Corporation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it's the, also the Oklahoma uh, Jazz Hall. And um, these are some, some, these are the pillars of the, of the cultural center. And so, uh, starting off, we can kind of talk about, you know, just that, I guess that, um, the origin of it, you know what I'm saying? Like how, how it came to be. Okay. So we're going to pick up, uh, let's see, we left off in the seventies with the regeneration. We'll pick up in the eighties, like Mm -hmm. late 1980. Mm -hmm. Um, there was a $3.5 million grant, Mm -hmm. um, from the economic development administration. Right, and that's how the development of the Greenwood Cultural Center came about. 
Right, right, right. right. So, um, in Tulsa, the city of Tulsa also donated uh, some land. Right, uh, right. The city of Tulsa provided uh, two and a half acres of land and 275k for the development. Mm-hmm. And African Americans raised money too. Black, uh, black Tosins, they raised money over. And shout out to them, man, because. You know um, they saw that it was still important enough to put their money where their mouth is. Right. right. Like, right. this is our people. Like, I don't think that something to skip over because a lot of time our people don't do that. They kind of just like, ah, we know what happened, but, right. you know, we ain't going to put no money up for it. Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. salute to them for that. Big salute to right. them for that. That's good. Yeah. And so also, um, we got to give a shout out to Katie Duckery. Um, mm-hmm. Katie Duckery doing a town meeting. Um, she, um, the, the Tulsa mayor put together a town meeting in like uh, the 1970s. And uh, she, Katie Duckery was the one who presented the initial concept uh, of the Greenwood Cultural Center. Um, and so it says right here that Duckery, the daughter of uh, a family sold into slavery and a longtime Tosin, uh, to- um, Tosin lived through the ride and became a staunch civil rights advocate mm-hmm. and community uh, activist. And so this is the part that's fire. She remained in many ways a simple woman working for years as a domestic uh, and later in the junior um, in the junior league of the Tulsa Tea Room. Mm-hmm. So that's so fire because what, what he's saying is she was with some would call, which I don't agree with the term, but a regular person. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, oh, she's a regular person. But not at all. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the Big Sean line, they say they say I'm one one but we all one one You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So Katie Duckery, who to many who would just been seen as like a lay person, was the one who put the put it out there first about this cultural center, you know what I'm saying, that needed to be built. They said interesting, man. They said the same thing about the Mackeys. Mm, yeah, they, yeah. They were yeah, simple, yeah. People. simple the, people. The ones with the house that we talked about that um that still existing to this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but that the books clearly said like the Mackies were simple people. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, so they end up speaking of the Mackies, they end up saving the Mackie house from mm-hmm. uh, uh, demolition. Mm-hmm. Um, they they was able to save the the Mackie house, and then the Mackie house would eventually become the uh, Maple Bee Little Heritage House. house. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And then it got repurposed and. Everything like that, but in eight in 1986, it got renamed the Mabel B. Little Heritage House, which is a a landmark in, in Tulsa right now. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah, and so um, so also uh, Rogers University, um, uh, Rogers University, which is a uh, collection of four state universities: mm-hmm. Langston uh, University of Oklahoma. Uh, Northeastern University and Oklahoma State University um, is currently where Booker T. Washington Washington High School was. So it embodies that now. And they say only two streets uh, run through uh, the university. And it's uh, Greenwood Greenwood Avenue and John Hope Franklin uh, Mm -hmm. Boulevard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting enough, mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) I was was thinking about it. the Mac is what I was thinking about the Mackey house. Come to find out, man, mm-hmm. 
Mackie them Ken the Barney Cleaver, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So boy. if you've been listening to if you've been listening to our episodes, yeah. well, you realize Barney Cleaver was the first African American police officer in Tulsa. Yeah. And you know, Uncle Tom at his best. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Interesting enough, he was brothers and sisters with uh Lucy Mackey. Mm-hmm. The lady I'll tell you about her and her husband that has the their house is now the Heritage House mm-hmm. in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. It's the only house in Greenwood from the 20s that's still standing. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. It's the only house. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it say, yeah, that's what they say. Say, Borny came and told them, hey, it's finna jump off. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to get out of here. Yeah. They and they left. listened and they left. And when, and so they were safe because they left when they came back, their house was destroyed. Their first house was gone. Their first house was gone. Yeah, yeah but then yeah. they rebuilt this beautiful house. Mm-hmm. Um, that's still there. Um, they said that it is compared to a mansion in another white part of town. Right, right, right. Yeah, right, so right. it's it's historical and uh, it's preserved. Yeah. Uh, and it's still there to this day. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. So um, another pillar, the North Tulsa Heritage Foundation. Uh, is committed to the preservation and documentation mm-hmm. of the history of Tulsa's African American pioneers, past and present. So the Heritage Foundation is why we can have this book. Yeah, I was about to say shout out to the North Tulsa Heritage Foundation because every picture, mm-hmm. every um piece of documentation, mm-hmm. everything is like in this book, mm-hmm. the source credits at the bottom, mm-hmm. North Tulsa Heritage Foundation. Mm-hmm. Like there will be no none, no book by Hannibal Johnson Without if it them. wasn't for this, man. Nope. It wouldn't because they are all over the book. Mm-hmm. So they did their job. When you say preservation and documentation. Preservation. <laughs> yes. Docu- yep. They documented everything, man. And salute to them for having a foresight to save that. Yeah. You know, yeah, to save yeah. those interesting things um, from the right. You know what I'm saying? Because it's powerful, man. Like, you never, you know, you never press the button. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that Red Bull can ain't showing the logo. They ain't cut. They ain't cut us they no cut check. No yet. check. I might, yeah, I, you know. I just said the name. I'm going to have to bleep that out or something, <laughs> man. They ain't cut no check. Uh, but, you know, none of us want to go through hard times. You know what I'm saying? And, and and we would have never pressed the button to allow this to happen to our people. But it happened. And now here it is. Um, we're in 2020 now. So it's almost a hundred year anniversary. This this year will be the hundred year anniversary. Um twenty twenty one will be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, excuse me, this upcoming year. Yeah, and, you know, up. the next, you know, anniversary will be the hundred year anniversary. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And we still turning up off of what happened. Feel right, me? it's getting more and more. Um, the story is getting told more. Mm-hmm. We, we talked about that. We seen it in media. Um, LeBron, them, Jake put me up on game. LeBron uh, and his film company, they said they Spring dropping, Hill, yeah, Spring Hill. They dropping a documentary. You know, what I'm saying on Black Wall Street. You feel me? So over 100 years later, it's still getting turned up and without. Uh, the the Tulsa the North Tulsa Heritage Foundation. I mean, who It'd knows be none what of the this. story would be? You yeah. feel me? They yeah. might have rewrote it on us, like they normally do. Man, come you on, feel man. me? They might have rewrote man. it on us. Cause you gotta think. Um, like I said, that's why I gave a shout out um to the people. Um, I named those people a couple episodes ago because they lived long enough 
at least to 96 yeah to see the building rededicated but you gotta think 96 was over 20 years ago yeah yeah. So crazy. if they live long enough to get to 96, that was a blessing because yeah. the riot happened in 21. Exactly. You know exactly. what I'm saying? So if they live in 96, I salute to them. They got a chance to see it, the memorial being redecorated. But even in 96, that was still 20, over 20 years ago from, from where we are today. Right, 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 yeah. right. A lot of time. A lot of time, man. So salute to that North uh, Tulsa Heritage foundation you know what i'm saying uh the next one is the business uh the business and industrial development corporation you want to take that yeah man that's what i feel like that's what you i think been. man bro <laughs> I, if 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 i could jump down <laughs> this the pillar that i would have jumped that's down that's what you would have been so um the business and industrial development corporation in tulsa it promotes develops and sustains minority businesses mm-hmm. right so you can go there um you can take your ideas you can get funding mm-hmm. um they'll help you it's like it's like a sba that's exactly what it, that's yeah. exactly what <laughs> yeah. it is that's exactly what it's like it's like a sba small business um association and the other dope thing that they do is they sell affordable housing bro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. not only do they, you know, that's they develop for real, for real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, one of the things that was dope about Greenwood was the rooming houses. Right, 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 right. right so right. they had the rooming houses where you know you could have a, you could get you a spot for blacks to live mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you know, like the 50s on affordable housing, mm-hmm. it, it ended the need for rooming, uh, for rooming houses or whatever. But as uh, economies and booms and busts, you know what I'm saying, and gentrification is a lot of displaced African Americans. So when you build up these communities and you gentrify them, then it's not affordable no more, bro. Exactly. But exactly. what they're doing at uh, Business and Industrial Development Corporation, they sell affordable housing. Right. So they'll they'll take their money. And then they'll go out and, and find uh, houses and hold on to them. Nice. You know nice. what I'm saying? Grab them up, scoop nice. them up, scoop them up before the developers get to them, I right. guess. Right. And then they'll sell the affordable housing for the people that go in, that comes through their program. Yeah, because what it comes down to is who got the bag. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to. If, if, if you got the bag, you're going to come sweep up the real estate and then you're gonna charge a premium on this real estate real estate based off of the highest number you can get mm-hmm. you ain't looking at people you ain't looking at give community. me the, the top three highest comps give me the top three <laughs> <Yeah>. highest comps <laughs> in a mile radius yeah you baby. know what i'm saying and i want the tippy top of that boy i don't yeah, care man. about no community i care about no development yeah. i don't care about the people what? none of that i'm trying to develop my pockets <laughs> jack <laughs> you <know what> <laughs> <you mean? laughs> exactly you feel me so but if you we <laughs> we got the bag mm-hmm. and we go get the we buy the real estate now we can have we can have ethics and, and morals and uh community advocacy on how this development goes you feel what i'm saying mm-hmm. and so that's the difference maker you know what i mean so spots like uh so spots you know um like the BIDC uh, or vital, you feel me? It's vital for us to be able to have that. I fashion. think that's dope. Like, cause we always talk about 
uh, shout out to uh, our boys at By the Hood. You know yeah. what I'm saying? We always talk about buying by the hood. Mm-hmm. And I think a program like that is needed in every city. Facts. Facts. Like, that's like the counter to gentrification. Like, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I think it'd be dope for minority uh, business owners to pitch in and fund it. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You're going to buy the hood for real, for real. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. definitely. You know what I'm saying? Get, get these spots. Woo, woo, woo. All right. Cool. And just buy them and sit on them. Yeah, yeah. And see, there, there it is right there. The reason, the, the issue oftentimes from where we come from is having, we just talked about this before we started recording, that expendable income. The bread that you can put out there, let it sit. Mm-hmm. You ain't got any, you ain't trying to hit a lick. You know what I'm man, saying? Come on, man. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> you can you can have 5K, 10K, 20K, and you can put it out there, 50K, you can put it out there and give it a few years. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Give it time to develop. Mm-hmm. If you can't do that, then you just hustling. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's going to be hard to really acquire and uh, uh, hold assets while they uh, increase in value over time. And that's. That's a that's a pocket thing, but that's also a head and heart thing. You mm-hmm. feel me? Because it, you can't have a poverty mindset, and it's easier said than done. But you got to have a mindset of delayed gratification in order to put your bread over there. I think that's where, if we wanna, if we really wanna have a legit chance, I think that's where crowdfunding comes in. Mm. Yeah. yeah, like you know, the more people you have. The less percentage everybody got to chip in. Yeah. And you know, that's why I love cryptocurrency. You know what I'm saying? That's why I love cryptocurrency and Bitcoin because they're in the very, 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 very early stages of aiding to um, fractional holding. You know what I'm saying? Fractional investment and stuff like that. And with cryptocurrency, it allows for that to be um, global. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because it has one price that's globally, it allows for um, fractional holding of an asset, whether you here or you in Kenya. You know what right. I'm saying? <laughs> you can jump down with you know pieces and parts of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So on a on a very large scale, you know that's eventually where it's trying to go. But a but a but a here day to day thing. What's stopping that, Jay? What's stopping from what's stopping fractional uh fractional asset holding like in real estate and stuff for us? Nothing. There's already um knowledge is stopping it. Mm-hmm. There's already groups that are crowdfunding fractional you know, giving your fractional investments in real estate through crypto already. Yeah. There's already groups that's doing that. Yeah. And there's uh a rise in investment groups. Yeah, yeah. Um, coming up to where okay, just jump down with the investment group. You got to think, man. If I get twenty five people, mm-hmm. you know, we talked about the other time the nineteen families that yeah. bought all those acres. Exactly. That's crowdfunding, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That is that is crowdfunding. Hey, it's an interview with them on Earn Your Leisure. If y'all haven't checked out the Earn Your Leisure podcast, them boys is hard. The nineteen families they did a, a podcast, did an interview with them, chopping it up about the whole experience. After y'all finish watching us, mm-hmm. you know, listening to us, <laughs> go check out them boys over there. They be killing. So I just think that. Um, get, I'm gonna give you an example. I'll give you some numbers. If you somehow find 25 people, mm-hmm. now that's gonna be the hard thing. Find 25, <laughs> right. I'm not gonna lie to you, fam. <laughs> if you can somehow find 25 people, yeah. you gotta think. Um, they only have to put in four percent. 
mm-hmm. of the initial investment, mm-hmm. and then they would get four percent of the profits. Right, right. Four percent equity stake, four percent profit. Hold on, let's not walk. Let's not walk over there. Because if the if the thing costs a hundred thousand and it's twenty five of us, twenty five goes into uh goes into a hundred percent of that four times, mm-hmm. right? So then me. I put in four percent of that hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and I, I own four percent of the equity of that thing. So then, when the profit start coming, I get four percent of that profit. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason I'm telling you this because there are groups. Uh, like I'm in a group. There are groups like this. I know my my homeboy is in one in Florida. There's groups popping up. You got to look for them, and oh, you got to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. Yeah, like yeah, Trick sure. yeah. said. <laughs> but um, um, if you can get in, and if it's a good legit group, then you'll have a chance. That hundred k that you're talking about might go as a down payment to building, and you might build. Um, six apartments or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Um, especially like we'll, you'll go to like, see, we're in the south, so let's say we go to Louisiana, they keep getting hit by hurricanes all the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. right? And we rebuild, right? And we put a sixplex on there. Now, the rent that come out of that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's generating monthly for the group, mm-hmm. or uh, we refinance after after we get it appraised. Mm-hmm. Refinance, cash out. Mm-hmm. Then the investors get a return of their capital, right. and then you get to rent it out. So it, there's different plays you can run, right. and it's easier for you to run the play because you really you're not gonna be afraid to put up four percent as mm-hmm. you would if 100%. it was a hundred percent, or if it was only four, y'all. If it was the opposite, it was four, y'all, and y'all mm-hmm. had to put up twenty five percent. And that's what you see that's what, what companies do all day, every day. Oh yeah, you feel what I'm saying? That's, yeah, what, that's what they that's do all what, day, every day. That's what stock is. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like people don't people don't look at stock like that. Stock is cra- is crowdfunding. Exactly what it is. Yeah, we need to go public. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because we need to spread. And, and that's how we raise capital. We mm-hmm. Raise capital, and then we do another round. And then when we don't need that capital as much anymore, do stock buybacks. Mm-hmm. The company company mm-hmm. buy back. So like. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that is a, a form of crowdfunding. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's beautiful. We can stay there for a while. Um, so next is the Oklahoma Jazz Hall of Fame. That's the third pillar. Oklahoma Jazz Hall of Fame seeks to educate the public about the significant, often overlooked contributions of jazz musicians with Oklahoma ties. Um, and also partnering with the Jazz um, Hall of Fame is the Opal L. Dargan Multipurpose mm-hmm. Center. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Miss Dargan. But, yeah, so with the with the jazz, the book talks extensively about jazz. Man, you know, one <laughs> thing I didn't know, they said uh, when black slaves owned by the five civilized tribes, which mm-hmm. we talked about mm-hmm. in The Roots, mm-hmm. how black people got to Oklahoma with the five civilized tribes, with the Indian, with the Trail of Tears, right? Mm-hmm. So it says, when black uh, slaves owned by the five civilized tribes were relocated to Oklahoma with the Indians by the federal government, their work songs and Phil's uh, hollers evolved into a form of rural 
black folk music known as the blues. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Said so whereas after the Civil War, two black slaves working at a Choctaw boarding school, which was one of the five tribes. civilized mm-hmm. tribes, right? Um, they was working at the boarding school. They were overheard singing a spiritual song, Swing Low, Sweet Cherry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Which yep. was transcribed by a minister who sent it to the Jubilee Singers of Frisch University in Nashville, Tennessee, who performed the songs on the tour um, in the United States, uh, in United States and Europe. Mm-hmm. Right? So, I'm like, what? They came from Oklahoma? Bruh, it's crazy, ain't it? I'm like, it's man. Crazy. Yeah. But yeah, man, all that go back to the roots. Yep, yep. You know? it, even, he talking about how, you know, blues, you know what I'm saying? Being created, you know, uh, jazz being created. Talking, he was talking about, uh, you know, New Orleans having heavy ties, mm-hmm. you know, to uh, the jazz culture. And then once, uh, you know, he was saying that jazz was, he was talking about the speakeasies created mm-hmm. during the Prohibition era, you know, and um, jazz going hand in hand with that culture. And he was saying, really, hey, I ain't know this boy too. He said, uh, them boy, a lot of times the culture of jazz in, in Oklahoma boys was freestyling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, really, they was at Screw House. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Put one on, Screw. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. He said them boys was freestyling, man. Yeah. He said because it was about the vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When they got there, they was, you know, they called it a jam session today yeah. or whatever. But he was saying that them boys was freestyling. So then once the radio came along and recording devices and stuff came along, then that's how you start getting the spread of it because you know what's you, crazy? Yeah. I just saw a documentary on this two days ago. Oh, for real? Yeah, but it was talking about in Harlem. It was mm, talking about the Harlem Renaissance. Renaissance. Yeah. But it said the same thing yeah. you just said. Yeah. It said that they were one of ones like you, yeah. they would play the song and that you'd be the only person that ever played yeah, that song yeah ever and, heard it and like, until the radio came then you could start hearing the song over and over yeah, again until bro. then I just I'm, the boys was that screw home it was a freestyle <laughs> session it was a freestyle session bro hey, I, I think one dope thing about the book that they said they re, they um they had an analogy to where they compared the Jazz to the economy of Tulsa in yeah, Greenwood. Yeah. And they yeah, said that um, yeah. you remember how I talked about economic detour. Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is why because white people wouldn't mess with blacks, it forced the economy to detour and we are self-sustained. Mm-hmm, they said mm-hmm. the same cultural detour happened, happened with jazz. Yeah. yeah it yeah. literally created jazz. Yeah. Because of cultural detour, right? See, we y'all don't mess with our culture like that, right? And y'all don't want us to influence y'all culture, y'all right. keep that music over there, right? So that created a cultural detour as well, exactly. So we just set up our own shop and our form of music, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then once that starts to expand, because you, you can see they even show it in movies, you know, uh, and shows how back in you know times of segregation where it was you know black this and white that you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying it was clear lines Jim Crow all of that oftentimes blacks were 
not only allowed, but were the stars when it came to entertainment. The talent. The talent. Yeah, we was the talent. So they would, they would, you know, had this, I mean, top of the top gathering, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, of white people. And, you know, blacks were in there uh, playing, whether it was jazz or blues or mm-hmm. whatever, you know what I'm saying? And so, but then once the technology comes where that that sound can be reproduced now it can be prostituted you know what oh, i'm saying no, no. you feel what i'm saying <laughs> so now they can now they can now we don't need you we can get you to play this you feel mm-hmm. what i'm saying here go three pennies and now we finna run it up you know mm-hmm. what i'm talking about because we control all of this you feel <laughs> me and and hannibal is saying how a lot of the roots of that music that would go on to become these classics still of today, a lot of it uh, got its roots in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was crazy. I was like, I ain't know that about Swing Low Sweet Cherry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not me either, man. Um, so, uh, the the Cultural Greenwood Center. Um, I love how it talks about its multi-purpose education, arts, and humanities. Right. Um, it, it hits on um, four um, specific focuses for the center: to address African American history and culture, mm-hmm. explore, recount, and review the varied contributions of Tosin's uh, of Tosa's African American uh, artists and scholars, foster improved race relations. And focus on the preservation and promotion of Tulsa's historic Greenwood District. Man, it's beautiful. Um, it's self-explanatory. The thing that I love about it is it says foster improved race relations. Mm-hmm. And he talks more, Hannibal talks more extensive about that Black Wall Street was the result of an economic detour. Correct. And the Greenwood Cultural Center was a res- re- result of uh, racial racial inclusion. Yeah. Um, interracial collaboration. Inter- yeah. Interracial collaboration. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. You know, because I believe that you can be pro-black, you can be uh, pro-African-American, which Greenwood, the Cultural Center is. This is about Tulsa's black african-american community ain't no cut to that you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. however if you white or whatever other color and you want to jump down come on baby you know what i'm saying the more the more the merrier you feel me and i feel like when we talk about building black wall streets and buying black and uh black owned um i feel like you can be 100 percent black y'all but then also understand the importance uh, and the necessity for uh, racial reconciliation and racial inclusion for the the forward progress or progression, you know, of that. So I love how in the uh, the points of the Greenwood Cultural Center that is one of the main points, you know, what I'm saying that goes into it. Yeah, the uh, the removing of barriers. Exactly. Was the big thing. Exactly. Um. Yeah, see, segregation was forced, forced, but uh, the collaboration of races is a choice. Yeah, definitely. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Hannibal talks about the different groups that did come along and help put the center together. Right. You know what I'm saying? As far as funding. And he also talked about different groups that said, you know, that they appreciate 
having the um the the center there. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Uh even at the end he had the kids. Mm-hmm. They took some kids from a middle school from a um from the white part of town mm-hmm. and they took mm-hmm. them to the Greenwood Center. Right. 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 And uh he was talking about how um oh I'll just read it. Yeah. It says um in March 1997, eight grade students from Monte Casino, a private predominantly white Catholic school in Tulsa, visited the Greenwood Cultural Center and the Mabel B. Little Heritage House. These students took the time to mail postcards of thank you to Carmen Petty, an administrator, coordinator of North Tulsa, North Tulsa Heritage Foundation, who took them on a tour of the facilities. What these children said should inform and inspire us all. Um, here's one of them. I'm gonna just read one of them. Mm-hmm. It says, "Dear Carmen, thank you for showing us around the Greenwood section of town and the Jazz Hall of Fame. It was interesting to see how prosperous Greenwood Greenwood was until it burned. I think Greenwood would have been a great part of town and a wealthy part of town if it had not been burned. I would like to return and see it again sometime." Thanks a lot. Right? Mm. So this is crazy because this was 1997 when they went. Mm-hmm. I was in middle school too. Mm. Exposure. So these people are maybe two years older than me. Yeah, exposure. When they got to see it. But like I said, they're from a white part of town and they came to see it and they found value in what they saw. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you see That's what I'm amazing. saying? So, That's beautiful. Um, like I said, uh, improve race relations and removing barriers. Yeah, it's necessary. I, if you ask me, I think that would be closer to a play today mm-hmm. than trying to rebuild mm-hmm. Black Wall Street through segregation. I think segregation yeah, going to be a lot more painful. Yeah, it's you just know not going to work. Like, it's just not going to work. You understand know what I'm saying? It's, it's main, not going to work. These, those, these are the two plays of this book. Mm-hmm. The first play was, y'all don't want to mess with us, so we're going to build all ourselves up. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then we build something so great, and everybody's like, oh, this is Black Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now Hannibal's saying, like, you, like the, the new play is integration and uh, interracial collaboration. Right, right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, Which right. means you take pride in your stuff, but then also other people can appreciate it as well. Right, right, right. I think that's more of a play for today. Yeah, because, yeah. you know, it's like we talked about before, the concept, you know, we talk, we're talking about, you know, the rights of African Americans, you know, here, you could be white and before that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You could not just be, well, I'm not racist. You could be anti-racist. You feel me? Meaning you're you're speaking out and you're fighting against racial injustice. Mm-hmm. You are an advocate. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If if we defend in America, you know what I'm saying, and, and Canada is a is a is an ally of ours, you feel me? They still Canadian. Right. You feel what I'm talking about? But if we need them to pull up with us and they got our interests in mind. No, it's crazy you say that because when I was in Afghanistan, the Canadian barracks was right next to mm. the American barracks. Mm. I used to kick with them boys all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> yeah. You feel me? We got the same goals. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just that's just how it go. Um that's dope. So uh, before we move on, the Godwin Chappelle Gallery. Mm-hmm. Um, the Guy with Chappelle Gallery opened uh, April 23rd, 1983. 
um, and it's named in honor of two of Tulsa's most prominent African Americans, uh, publisher and attorney L. E. Goodwin and minister T. O. Chappelle Sr. Um, it showcases African American art, history, and artifacts. Uh, and is available for private showings. So that's another thing. If y'all love it in Tulsa, uh, pull up on the Godwin um, Chappelle Gallery. Mm-hmm. So before we go to the next part, um, this was a, a, a dope little tidbit right here. Talking about jazz, and you was talking about uh, jazz and the speakeasies and... Um, Certain environments, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, the vibe. So he mentioned this this point right here. He said, uh, in 1897, New Orleans ordinance uh, ordinance restricted prostitution to an area in the black and Creole section of the segregated town. Saloons and gambling houses flourished in this area, known locally as Storyville. That's just a little tidbit, right? Just like, you know what I'm saying? Just sprinkle that in there. Yeah, he just sprinkled that in there where, you know what I'm saying, how, because, you know, we talk about redlining and sectioning and this, that, and the third or whatever, you know, so he just dropped that in there about the, uh, you know, even ordinances that were passed, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, do that down there. Go go to the colored neighborhood for that. You know what I'm you saying? saying? Like they went down there in the colored neighborhood on, looking for that. Come on, man. You feel me? Come on, man. Now look. So next he went into the code because he's talking. It's a lot about jazz, and, right. he, and he just kind of give you the game and drop some jewels and different things about jazz, and um, you know, and so um, he he was talking about uh, June marks the Oklahoma Jazz Hall uh, Hall of Fame's Juneteenth Heritage Festival. Right, they have an so, annual festival. Right, so he was mentioning Juneteenth, and so. I knew so Juneteenth is when Abraham Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, right? And so Juneteenth, just June 19th, is when uh federal troops landed in Galveston, Texas, G Time, if you from if you from Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, they landed in the news store spread. Was the celebration because it's June 19th of 1865, mm-hmm. right? That's when uh, uh, the news, you know, start hitting the ground. Two and a half years after we was free, Bruh. they got an extra two and a half. Hours. The look, President <laughs> Lincoln actually issued the Emancipation Proclamation in 18- September of eighteen sixty-two. Yeah, and it became effective uh, January of sixty-three, right? Yeah, of eighteen. But we ain't get it to June nineteen sixty-five. Say, man, they got an extra two. Same and a half. Man. I need that two and a half back. Man. I need, we need that. We, we need, need that two, two and, and a half, half vacation, back. man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We need that extra two and a half years of yeah. free labor back, Jack. That's crazy, dog. Um, so before we go to um Miss Dargan, Opal Long Dargan, did you have something you want to um No, I just wanna say like salute to all the native Tolson. Mm-hmm. Who um they they advocated for um the preservation of the Greenwood legacy mm-hmm. like through legislation through their influence like they mm-hmm. used mm-hmm. what they had their political positions to advocate 
for the preservation of of the Greenwood legacy. Right, right, right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. right, uh, right. I don't think it would be this book. I, I for no. sure don't think it wouldn't be no movie coming from LeBron. I don't think it, without them advocating through legislation, like Thanks. let's keep um, the heritage alive. Let's Thanks. keep uh, through, like uh, Hannibal said, um, the Renaissance was in the spirit first, then in brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So keep mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. the spirit of the Renaissance moving. That's a saying? whole message right there. Yeah, bro. you know what I'm saying? That's like, a whole message in the spirit first, and then in brick and mortar. So you know salute to them. Salute to the native Tosin because it was a lot of people born and bred in Tosa and like, nah, I'm gonna just fight for this. Nah, we're gonna keep it going. Right. Get this money from here. Get this money from there. Build this center. Build that to keep it going. Right, right, right. It would right. be none of it. We wouldn't be studying this book if they hadn't done what they did. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I just want to sleep for them. And then Hannibal's basically saying like Oklahoma is a crossroads for many different cultures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just keeping that spirit uh, and just thinking more about uh, racial breaking down racial barriers mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying as the new way to proceed right 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 yeah. right right hard hard um so Opal Long Dargan uh OG Opal OG OG <laughs> triple OG uh Opal you got to say that so um it's a it's a a multi-purpose uh center um uh, named after her uh at the um cultural center you mm-hmm. know and so just some game by Opal. Uh, uh. Got our own Renaissance Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it says Dargan was born in 1916. As a child in 1921, she and her family were forced to evacuate their Greenwood home in the face of the riot. Um, for Dargan, there was always a silver lining for those who would take the time to seek it out. Um, Dargan survived the riot and later, five years old yeah survived the riot and later on she uh, earned her bachelor's and her master's degree and told chose teaching as a as a profession she taught thousands of elementary school children during the 35 during her 35 year career with the Tulsa public public schools earning teacher of the year honors in 1975 mm-hmm. um so on a tour at the cultural center uh, in October 1993 uh, she uh, recounted uh, you know her, her personal accounts of of the riot and things that surround it yeah she was blessed to, to be able to witness the opening of the center yeah like I said she was born in 16 yeah that didn't open until uh, 1993 crazy so she was blessed to be OG status yeah. and live long enough to survive the ride, then see the center open it, then be of her sound mind enough Amen. to give For real. a tour and tell people firsthand what went down. Bro, and eloquently. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Like eloquently. Um and one um and so she recounts a, a lot of the things that we've covered, you know, the Hannibal's covered uh in her way. And one of the things uh, that she says, she says, I remember that we all walked parallel to the Frisco Railroad tracks heading south and east. What a sight we were. Black mothers with babies in arms and and children of all ages by their sides. All of them walking down dusty paths trying to get to safety. We did make it to safety, thank God. 
we reached a lovely three-story house in which a white doctor and his family lived. I will never forget the doctor as long as I live. He made the whole bottom floor of his house into a shelter for uh, us hungry, scared, uh, uh, dis, um, disposited, and homeless riot refugees. Mm-hmm. I will never forget the kindness of that man and his family. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's that's. I love hearing stuff like that. In the that definitely of, improves race relations, bro. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing that kind of stuff in the midst of uh, when you have we in 1921. About the, 1921. We talking about a riot massacre where white people viciously, brutally uh, murdered you know countless of our countless number of our ancestors. So with all of that hate. I just understand that there's no progression in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. The Bible talks about love, you know, conquering all. So I love hearing accounts like this that allow us to be hopeful that embody what the cultural uh, uh, center represents. You know what I'm saying? Is understanding the past, promoting I, it, and then also moving towards racial reconciliation. I think it's important to, to highlight this while we're covering it because otherwise people would say, Oh man, the white folks wrong for what they did to us. They burned us down. They did this and they did that. So I think it's important to highlight a white doctor who made his floor, made the bottom of his floor, of uh, the bottom floor of his house into a shelter, right, for refugees in 1921. So that lets you know, like, there were some people. Not everybody was right. against you, right? Because I right. think when we see these images, when we see these movies, that's why I can't really watch the, the movies like yeah, that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I get egg <laughs> yeah. and turned up, and I'll be ready to, you know, spray something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I can't really watch the movies like that. Yeah. But because they don't really show a lot, a lot of advocates. Right. Yeah. Nah. They don't want you to see. They trying to keep your emotions a certain place. Yeah, so they don't man, want you, you know, to. Yeah. I, I have to grab that chopper and let them. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let ring. You know what I'm saying? Let Aretha sing to him with that AR. <laughs> but I just, I think that's very important to realize. Like, very. not everyone was against you. There were some people that were providing shelter. There were some people that were symp- sympathetic and saying, "Hey, man, that's wrong." Exactly. There were of a different race. Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? I think exactly. that's important. Put that in there. Yep. Let break up a little bit of that feeling that you have in the pit of your stomach because exactly. I be getting I be swelling up man exactly. I be you know what I'm saying I want to go back in time put me in a time machine Jack I'm going back and you know yeah. what I'm saying like yeah, yeah, but I think yeah. it's important bro that we can just say like man it was some people that was helping us they like man you know that's that's foul with with my people doing to your people you know right, what I'm saying right 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 because if you think about the progression you know what I'm saying we got kids our kids gonna be here and our grandkids gonna be here after we gone so not about what make us feel the best right now but what's gonna give them the best future give us the best present but give them the best future is right. it gonna be hitting them with the chopper spraying all <laughs> you know what I'm saying you know you know, spraying the block spin they block you know what I'm saying spin they block you know what I'm saying you know what I'm saying grizzies with some glizzies you know like <laughs> is that what's gonna, gonna produce their best future you yeah. feel me probably not you know what I'm saying so you know I get it but yeah I'm right there with you um, so the the Greenwood the, the renovation of the Greenwood Cultural Center represents some 2.7 million 
in total capital investments mm-hmm. uh, supported with the capital funding from both the city of Tulsa and the state of Oklahoma. Um, it raises its own operating funds, though, mm-hmm. through tours, facility, rental, uh, grant awards, and programming. It is Salute to that because a lot of times those programs be going away because yep. of funding. Yep. But the yep. fact that it's a self-sustaining entity we hustlers, we don't know no other way. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Because it's no self-sustained, that it can preserve. It's it's generating its own operating budget. Right, 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 you know right, right. So the chances of it staying increase when you do that. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, man. So that man, that that, I mean, that Renaissance, this Renaissance part of the book was beautiful for me because after all of this, it turns you up. You know what I'm saying? To keep going. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It turns you up to keep going. You feel like, ooh, we really just getting started. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. on what we can do with this, on where we can take this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I loved it. I loved it. Um, the final thought that I had on Renaissance, um, Hannibal was saying uh, African-American history is an integ- integral part of American history. The biggest facts. You know what I'm How saying? How not? I'm not gonna talk about you and you the one built it, bruh. I can't talk about you, bruh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bruh. Say, man. So, I just think that you know, you hear it all the time. The African American history is American history. Um, that should be the going forward from covering this book. Um, anyone who hears this, I don't know who might have, who might hear this episode, how far this episode might go, but um, our history is American history. I just want to keep reiterating that mm-hmm. um, for the people who overlook our history. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, in every war, Af- the African American presence has made a difference. Facts. You don't believe me? Look it up. Facts. Even to this Facts. day. <laughs> like every war I could take you through from a military standpoint the African American um his African American part of that war made a big difference right right you right. know what I'm saying and uh it's just um you know accepting us as American history yeah that's, yeah that's what I to say about the renaissance I love it, man. Well, if you haven't, make sure that you get the book Black Wall Street for Ride to Renaissance by Hannibal Johnson. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Um, this has been an amazing book for us to cover. Uh, it's, it was finance, but it was also uh, African-American history. And I believe for African-Americans in this country, uh, until we fully understand our history, uh, we'll never fully understand our earning potential. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it definitely made me realize that I'm capable of doing more than what I thought I was. You know yes, what I'm saying? Like, sir. Boys yes, had 400 sir. businesses in the Greenwood District. Yes. In the, you sir. know what I'm saying? Like, in the 40s. Yeah, it's in us. You know what I'm yeah, saying? It, yeah, it's, it's in definitely us. in us, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Never, ever being paid a lot throughout the history of this book. African Americans wasn't just getting broke off like that. Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But what they did, they took the few twos and fews that uh-huh. they was getting and they rubbed them together. You know what I'm saying? They took five dollars, flipped it a zillion times. <laughs> you got cash and money. And you records. got the cash money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it was. 
Yeah. So, man, we appreciate y'all checking out another episode. Uh, go back from the beginning and watch it if you have it. Check out season one about Rich Dad Poor Dad. Check out season two about money circulation. And stay locked in uh, for our next series. Uh, in January, we will be officially starting our Google cohort. Uh, we are official podcast creators of the Google and PRX podcast. Yeah, they sent the check. They sent the check. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The check clear. <laughs> the check clear. Shout out to Google and PRX, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know I was going to switch to Microsoft Bing, <laughs> but then Google sent the check. They sent the check clear. <laughs> you feel me? You know what I'm saying? So we'll be officially starting the cohort. We're going to keep y'all up to date on all of that they just gonna you know what I'm saying oh we're gonna us. leave you a few packs yeah. before we go yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. we're gonna run it packs. up yeah we're yeah. gonna run it up you know what I'm saying make sure that you rate make sure you review make sure you share it with somebody uh, of of um somebody that, that need to hear it you know what I'm saying make sure you go get Hannibal B. Johnson Black Wall Street link in the show notes from Riot to Renaissance and Tulsa's historic Greenwood District yes sir we covered the main chapter but that's also a lot of appendixes in the Same. back it got original documents in Same. there it got uh they go in more in detail about the the people that we mentioned in the book they tell ain't like no this ain't no podcast gonna do this just you got to read the book you have to yeah. man like you gotta this one this one is a collector's item like I'm gonna tell my children about this mm-hmm. straight like that yeah, yeah um yeah. yeah man run that up uh salute to Hannibal man yeah the boy yeah. was a brilliant there's, yeah. a, there's a picture of him uh-huh. in, uh huh in the renaissance chapter uh huh yeah uh-huh. salute to him looking uh, dapper yeah yeah you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah. we'll be uh Salute yeah. to the people that's in Tulsa. Salute to the black people that's in Tulsa right now. We got a, we got homies out there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in Tulsa. Salute to them. Yeah. Um, we're yeah. trying to get there soon. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Kobe won't let us be great. Yeah, we try to go live at the cultural center, baby. Yeah, you, you know, know what, what I'm saying? saying? So do something for y'all. Um, yeah. Yeah. Salute to um, everybody who got that spirit in them. Mm-hmm. The, the don't let the don't lay down spirit. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. man, they burnt us down, but guess what? We finna build from the ashes. You Straight like saying? that. Salute to the people who, uh, y'all gonna have to kill us. That's the only way you gonna stop us. Salute mm-hmm. to the people that got that in them. Mm-hmm. It's in their bones. It's in their genetic code. You know what I'm saying? It ain't on. It ain't on me. It's in me. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, look, yeah. look in their chromosomes, and you see a capital <laughs> H for hustling. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah salute to them, man. I love my people, man. Straight I just like see that. like. It's in us, man. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It ain't no reason. If they could do it, and they literally had every reason to lay down, mm-hmm. it ain't no reason for us to lay down. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So, salute to them. Amen. Well, hey, check us out on the next episode. Until then, we oh, are... what's the next book, though? You ain't telling what's the next book, Man, show, I'm tripping. Mm-hmm. I'm tripping, tripping. Yeah, the next, next package coming your the way. The next pack is going to be The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. Oh, OG. You know what I'm saying? We're going back with it. Classic. We might title it The Richest Kings in South Park or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> Richest Kings in H Town or something yeah, like that. Yeah, we're going to put that in the Pyrex and spin yeah. it around. You know what I'm saying? The richest yeah, Man richest in Babylon. Babylon that's coming the back next book. Literacy King style. You know what I'm that's saying? That's the next book. Yeah, yeah. Straight like that, man. So we're going to get into that uh, on the next episode. To the end, rate, review. You know what I'm saying? And, and share the episode. Run it up, run it up, run it up. Yeah. Until uh, the next time, we are the Literacy Kings. Love. Love. Nah. Reading is fundamental. fundamental.